Hello and welcome to this ServiceNow podcast. Today we have Paul Hardy, one of ServiceNow's innovation evangelists, talking with Tom Cheeswright, a futurologist. Over to you guys. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Tom. How, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So listen, we've got an opportunity here for talk, to talk for 20, 25 minutes about one of the things that I get asked about most uh, when I'm out talking to people or increasingly talking to people via video call. And that's this 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 change in the nature of work. And, and one of the things we've asked me about a lot is the tech. I wanted to put a hypothesis to you, which is that the sorting out the technology has really been the easy part of our response to COVID. Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually. And the conversations that I'm having with customers is very much following that theme. Um, one of the things that we've always struggled with, and my background is kind of in tech or using tech to help businesses transform. Um, and one of the challenges that I think a lot of people have been wrapped up in is that tech was the, the blocker. Tech was the thing that slowed everything down. When actually in real terms, if you think back on the challenges that we had, it was really focused around convincing the business that we had the right tech to do what we needed to do. And I think what we've seen in the you know more recent months is really focusing around that now we just have to do it. The tech has to work. And actually, when we've lent on the tech, it's been there for us. It really has, it really has worked. You know, and there's companies that I've spoken to that that overnight, same as ServiceNow, overnight had to have a different policy of working, had to have different locations, had to employ different technologies. But ultimately, this was really about how people changed their way of thinking, how people said, well, we've got to work differently now because there's no other choice. And actually, the day after lockdown, everyone was working from home in most cases. And the change was really quite dramatic. So one of the, the fascinating stats, one of the really sort of eye-catching stats that has come out of this research that ServiceNow has done is that you know, operational expenses down 90%, according to a lot of executives, according to the executives you know, responding to this survey. That, that's an incredible drop. And when you consider that, that we've done that really with, I don't feel like lots of companies dropped enormous sums on new technology. They just kind of used what they had. It, it feels that feels like a really dramatic picture and, and one that is going to take some time to get our heads around. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, the, while these numbers and they're fairly big percentages of, of people that agree with this, um, I think we what we're seeing from this is really a, a new focus on you know, digital transformation itself is is what was required. And it was happening anyway. Well, I think we, we saw that in many businesses. Number one, that's been expedited. But the focus has now changed on, yeah, how can we connect? How can we have, I like to call it the golden thread that runs through an organization. It's how do we connect all of the things that we've had that potentially have worked in silos? And they could be departments, but they could have been those departments technology. How can we really start gluing those together to provide us information and data that allows us to make those really cool snap decisions that actually may have been, you know, may have been hanging around for a long time, but no one really wanted to do it because maybe it was or wasn't the right thing. And I think, as I said right at the top, I think really this is a there's a new pace that's that's happening now, um, and it's I don't even like thinking about it as the new the new way of working. You know, people say the new norm. I could argue that we should have been doing this 10 years ago, right? And it, and it takes something like this to say, actually, now now's our opportunity. 
Now it's really it's really time to to pull our finger out and do those things we've been talking about because as you said right at the beginning, Tom, this is not a technology conversation. We always talk about people process technology. What about location? What about resilience? What about those things that actually we all have as human beings, but now we have to employ them and now they are starting to work and we're seeing the benefits from them. It's almost quite damning in some ways, isn't it? That that it takes an event like this to force us to do those things, which, as you say, we've known how to do for quite some time. And you know, one of the things that really shocks me when I go into clients, when I go into organisations, and, and, you, and you find this out when you go into different departments, when you go into HR or finance, or actually even IT, which I think comes out of your survey very well, you know, some incredibly backward processes still happening you know finance being one of my favorite examples where the entire budget is still constructed off 14 different interlinked spreadsheets that someone created you know 25 years ago and no one dares change because they don't really know how it works yeah do you think i don't know do you think if if this is this enough of a catalyst to force us to change that magnitude of issue inside our organization yeah, I mean, let's face it, Tom, change is hard. We get that. We know that. And, and I think that's that was one of the things that was holding us back for, for a long time. Um, but actually, what we're recognising is that people can still be productive wherever they are, no matter what device they're on. You know, if we look back in the days of bring your own device, which never really worked, that's because we were trying to force something on people that they didn't really want. Whereas they've all got the devices, they don't need to bring them, they have them already. So we understand change is hard. And actually what we're recognizing very quickly is that um, people can work effectively. And actually they now want to maintain those new ways of working. They, they, they're they comfortable with working from home if they've got an office, you know, if they've got a, a place where they can work. So I think that um, it's now our opportunity for execs to support this way of thinking. And this really plays into the hands of, you know, finding great talent is difficult even more in this uh, COVID economy, um, and even more so when you think that, you know, it's not just finding great talent, it's now about retaining that great talent. And if you're flexible on the way of working, you give people, you know, the, the, the technology that they need, which is almost kind of innate, it's almost native to their hand if they're using a mobile phone. This is, this is our great opportunity to uh, really kind of say that this isn't a new way of working, this is the way it should work. So to make it really practical, I mean, I think you know, there's a there's this this sense then that you know we 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 made this leap with the existing technology and you know what it kind of works right we can do this, and yet everyone's saying according to this research that actually where we're going to put our money is on digital transformation where we should be putting our money on digital transformation. What does that look like in practical terms? Like where do you invest next? Where do you go from here? Um, for. Well, certainly for me, the conversations that I've been having, and, and I think this is fairly unanimously across ServiceNow, is that it's really our opportunity to break down those walls, break down the silos between departments. So this isn't just focusing on, you know, keeping the lights on that we talked about before. This is really about how do we need to act? How do we need to be into the future that allows us to deliver new products and services? Be first to market in these crazy times means that you have to be able to have solutions that allow you to do it with agility and with speed and with pace now traditionally that would be something that would you know people would shy away from but ultimately if you think about it this is you know certainly with things like the service now platform you can deliver value in 30 days not three months or three years and it really is boiling down to those those days and weeks conversations 
breaking down those silos between all the departments, allowing work to flow. And I know it's, this is kind of our purpose and our strap line, but this is what people need is they want work to flow through the organization so that they can go and do the jobs that only they can do. Automate the rest of it, right? Automate the stuff that gets in people's ways and allow them to really be um, productive and efficient in, in, what they, in what they love doing. So it's taking some of that sort of friction out of the movement of information inside the organisation and, 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 as you say, sort of refocusing the attention back on the human and, and automating you know, what's not there. That kind of scares people, though. You know, I think you know, so much of our sort of, you know, a good example is our oversight inside the organisation. People are used to having a piece of paper, a process flow across their desk. You know, so you want one good example. Uh, I was working with a big manufacturing firm uh, and it was something really simple like expenses approval. Right. And you know, the expenses approval process you know, required sort of three different sign offs because, you know, nobody wanted to take responsibility, but also everybody wanted to see who was spending what. Yeah, do you sort of do, you, do people sort of lose that sense of uh, of oversight and, and interaction with them, or, or or the or the advantages greater that sort of let you know, force people to let go? Yeah, I think uh, I think you know in, in a lot of cases we we know at ServiceNow that two out of a five day working week is spent doing administrative, mundane, repeatable, and frankly error prone processes. Right, historically. That was part of people's jobs. What they now want to focus on is the things that really make a difference to an organization. And actually, if you give them the opportunity to remove that churn work, that routine mundane work, then people are happier. Um, and there's an also another side to this. So that's kind of the automation piece. But it's also really understanding your workforce, really understanding why people come to work. You know, are they aligned to the business purpose? Does everybody understand what your business's purpose is? And of course, then you can look at things like having a diverse, diverse workforce. Are you then looking at things? Are, are people happy and comfortable and safe to return to work when that happens? Absolutely critical as well. So this is, as we said right at the beginning, Tom, this is you know, not a technology conversation. This is really about how do we, how do we enable people to do, the, to, to do their jobs well and really love what they do, and therefore become a bigger asset to the organisation. So I think there's a there's a couple of couple of kind of lenses to look through there. But I think this is you know not one or the other. This is an entirely new way of working, right? Well, and it feels like actually in some ways we need to free up more time for that new way of working. And I haven't seen any good hard data on this yet, but lots of anecdotal evidence. But actually, when you're working remotely, the, the difference in the style of working means you actually have to devote more time to certain things. So one good example that I have looked at in some depth is training. When you're training new people and you know, half your workforce is in the office and half your workforce is remote, you have to treat everyone like they're remote. So rather than sort of doing the training ad hoc, grabbing people, sticking them in a room, go, right, you know, here's a 20 minute PowerPoint or whatever. You actually have to record it. You have to put some, you know, um, you have to record people's responses to it. You have to have some sort of interactive learning. So all of these processes sort of actually, certainly in the setup phase, in this transition phase, consume more time. So suddenly like, taking away those old things that used to wipe out, I can't believe it, two out of five days. I mean, I totally believe that. Um, uh, it, it fits very well, actually, with the, there's a, I won't use the full term, but 
uh, an academic did some research on on how people's uh, people feel valued in their jobs and when they thought their jobs are valuable um, and 40 percent said they thought their jobs added no value at all well, that fits very closely with your two out of five days spent just doing administration that really doesn't isn't very rewarding unless you're sort of, sort of potentially a bit of a neat freak and you just like things done so we, i think you know, in some ways we do have to clear out more time free up more time by taking those processes out and, and freeing up time to do those things that that allow us to connect to do have those human connections in a remote environment or in a hybrid environment. Yeah, I, I often talk a lot about the kind of the three pillars of, of kind of success in this state, which is we need to simplify the things that we've been doing because processes and technology have often made things very complicated to do. Um, then you need to kind of automate as much as you can that you've simplified. And you can only do that with great integration points. So it's simplify, integrate and automate is really the focus that allows you then to kind of boil everything back down to the core. And then actually people realize that when you take away a process that they've done for years, you know, like your conversation around, you know, Excel spreadsheets that people have been using for years, why don't you take that Excel data and pull it into a platform like ServiceNow to enable you then to use that data in a way that you never have before to drive business insight, to drive new products and services, to, you know, really interact with it in a way that then empowers the, the employee or the customer to think differently and, uh, and act differently. And I think that's really, you know, for us is, is really the approach that we're, that, that we're taking at the moment, which is, it seems to be working because it, it then supports transformation as a whole. And that could be both organizational transformation and digital transformation. But it then focuses on things like, you know, operational optimization or, or oper operational resilience, right? Because they're all part of the same, they all become form part of the same thing. Given the success of the, of the shift to this sort of remote working environment, and the fact that, you know, as the, as the research shows, you know, 90% of businesses have seen their operational expenses fall. You know, it feels like there might be a conversation going on at the moment. It's like, what else can we cut? Like, what else was not core to what we were doing that actually, as you say, we can either, we can simplify. You know, we can say, actually, you know, we don't need to, we, we were doing all this stuff we just don't need to do anymore. Or actually, you know, worst case, we can automate it. It feels like the um, that old sort of urgent, important, uh, you know, quadrant. You know, actually, Joe, you know all this stuff we thought was really important is actually right over here now. The new conversation is about what's actually valuable. What should we be actually actually be doing that's going to add value both to our employees and our and our customers. And, and I thought it was really interesting that actually, you know, given that thought process, actually, don't you know, we don't need to be doing all that stuff anymore. What comes out on top is not okay. You know, let's go and win some new business. Or, you know, let's invest more in marketing. It's actually there's more transformation to do. You know, we, we've almost like we're excited by this journey we've started on. What's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah, well, in, in, you know, we did we did some uh, some great studies last year. And, you know, 89% of, you know, C-level had, had talked about transforming their business. But at the time, and, and this number's fundamentally changed now, obviously, with COVID. But only 19% of those 89% had actually started something. Clearly, that number is massive now because it's been forced upon our hands. But I think you're absolutely right. The opportunity to transform what we're doing, whether that's simplification or whether that's agility and pace, and that's you know that's really something that we've we've been working with customers on is allowing them to think that actually they can do something tomorrow or next week, not at the end of the year or the end of next quarter but actually, you know, really functioning quite quickly and differently. So I think, yeah, you know, the, the, the flip from where that cost can be allocated now 
is real. Um, and I think that, you know, that's going to have one of the biggest impacts on business in certainly in the next six months is around, you know, how quickly can we evolve into this new way um, and how quickly can we, you know, still engage with our customers or our employees in a way where they feel like they're comfortable, they feel secure um, and they're healthy. You know, all of these things that we talked about. Yeah. It's super important. Are you seeing differences in how that conversation plays out in different vertical sectors? Yeah, between or between public and private or between different verticals? Um, as a whole, we do verticalize conversations because it's very important. There's a different language, there's a different you know vocabulary to be used. But if you actually if you actually take it up to fifty thousand foot view, most organizations are challenged with the same thing, right? Um, and, and I think and I think it's important to have those industry lenses absolutely critical. Um, but it's not it's not the game changer. If we can talk holistically about bringing your operational teams together, who doesn't want to do that? You could be a lawyer, you know, you could be a legal firm or insurance firm or a healthcare organisation or manufacturing. You still need to do that to some degree. Um, but what is core is making sure that you have the right conversations with the right people at the right time. And I think that's what we're you know we're we're now elevating our way to this now platform conversation, which is a much more platform approach, a strategic approach, but still with those tactical pieces of work happening in parallel. That fits very closely with my experience. People don't believe me when I say that, you know, if you go inside a big government department or a big corporation, things kind of feel the same, right? You're having roughly the same conversations, the same behaviors, different motivators, you know, different levels of capital investment, perhaps, but fundamentally the same challenges of operating with lots of people, lots of customers, lots of touch points, lots of generally really old processes that haven't been thought about for a long time and need that sort of simplification and integration process. Interestingly, Tom, actually, I spoke to a startup just this week, in fact, earlier this week, and they're a year old. And they've now got problems between departments already. They've got processes that are getting in their way already. And this is a this is a startup, a you know, a, a tech first company. And it, it happens, it happens naturally because that's that was always the traditional business model was to segregate things out so that they work in their in their own right, but don't necessarily think so much on, you know, how do people interact with those. And that's really what we're focusing on is is that experience part of it. I think that's that's what's going to come to the forefront. Digital transformation for me is is as much around experience as it is around the technology that makes that experience great. Uh, are you seeing like, particularly popular use cases right now for that sort of platform approach? Are you seeing it being adopted in certain departments, certain areas first? I mean, I'm guessing you know, IT in terms of its sort of service management is somewhat ahead of this. But are you seeing other functions go, actually, I'd like a bit of that. I can use that to solve this problem. Well, I mean, clearly anything that is has people at the heart of what they do is is front and center for them. So HR and customer services, you know, if you want to if you want to attract and retain your customers, then you need to treat them in a way like you never have before, because it's easy for a customer to make a decision to go elsewhere, because often it's not just about the product now. It's about the experience that they get. So I think we are saying seeing a huge uptake on, you know, onboarding people. So from an HR perspective, but also managing the life cycle of an employee hugely hugely important you know it's not it's i always liken it a little bit to like the old it projects we had which was you know you take a year to define it a year to implement it and then the business has changed the people have changed and no one knows what it is you've implemented if you look at the way we approach it which is 
day one is the first day of your future of a ServiceNow implementation. And actually, then you can engage constantly with people. Going back to your point around training, you don't have to big bang approach training people. You actually train people every day in the platform, on the applications they're using. You know, when you get a new uh, mobile phone application, you don't have to go on a training course how to reuse it, do you? You basically are told in the release notes that this button's changed, this process does this now, and actually then it becomes more native to learn those new ways of working because it's natural. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point, actually. It feels like that's a, um, a, you know, th those two areas are really solid candidates for investment right now. Because as you say, our you know, expectations from a, from a digital inter interaction perspective with all of our suppliers are just getting heightened and heightened and heightened all the time. Uh, and, and in this, this environment, you've got to cling on to people. And it's about that experience, but also your staff. And, and particularly, I think those young staff, where that onboarding process is so critical, like right now, when they could be either coming on board and they might not see another human being in the organization for six months. You've really, really got to be on that. So they feel, they feel like, from, from a transformation perspective, like really good candidates for the next piece of investment. Yeah, I mean, millennials make decisions on whether they're going to stay at a company based upon a structured or unstructured onboarding process, right? They've already made that before they've really had their first day. You imagine, you know, I was, I was speaking to a large uh, financial services organisation just a couple of weeks back, and they were, number one, encouraging people to move on once they got to a certain point in their career. Absolutely fine, right? Because none of these millennials or, or, or younger want a job for life anyway, right? <laughs> Um, and then the other, the, other, the other view is that, you know, people make decisions on who they work for, not just on the brand and logo now, but on the technology that they use or how easy is it for them going to be to, you know, enhance their skill set or, or learn, more, you know, learn more things about what's going on in that organization and, and have a broader approach to that. So I think it's super important. Again, that feels sort of particularly critical right now. So what would your, I mean, where would you, where would your... Um, uh, where would you what would you say to somebody now if they're if they're in this position right they've they've been through the chaos of the adaptation it's succeeded pretty well they've seen their expenses fall they've got this mindset of digital transformation this is what i'm going to do next as you know as we start to prepare for 2021 what's the starting point like where do you where do you particularly you want to get that sort of quick return on investment that you said what's the starting point what's the first thing you grab onto well, I, I think for me, and it's quite simple, is you need to start here where you are today. Don't look back at where you have been. So many organisations get wrapped up in saying, well, we've got all of these processes and surely these processes need to be need to continue. Well, maybe they don't. It's OK to maybe start with that blank sheet of paper and say there is a different way to approach this. Um, you know, speaking to an organisation again a couple of weeks back and they said, you know, we, we, we're just trying to keep the lights on. And I said, have you stopped to think which lights need to be on? <laughs> they said, no, actually, no, we haven't. You know, so, so imagine if you take that approach, then actually it, it builds confidence that you can continuously deliver. You can have that agile approach and then you can then start interacting, getting feedback from your employees constantly to make sure that you're doing the right things and focusing on then the short term and the long term, but also then delivering constantly. So everybody's happy, everybody's efficient, and everybody's productive, or certainly more so than they were before, no matter where they work. You know, we've seen this in people working from home. They can be as productive. 
as long as your measurements are different around are people happy versus the traditional, you know, mean time to respond. You know, we're not being mean anymore. We're caring about your happiness and your experience. Brilliant. I'm totally stealing the quote about which lights to keep on. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, guys. Um, that's been really insightful. Which lights we keep on and which lights we turn off. Um, thank you very much, both of you. And we'll be back with another podcast coming up soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys.